0: Hey, everyone. I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind the Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. The world is a dumpster fire. I'm Amy. And I'm Grace. And we want to help. And fair warning, our help comes with some strong language attached. So like, hide your kids, hide your wife, unless she into that, because we about to say some things.
1: As a reflex to the fucking madness on the news, we're keeping it positive, uplifting, but opinionated.
0: We talk about cultural moments we love. Talk to people we adore. Crushes we have. And self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses
1: on joy. This is The Antidote. Hi, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of The Antidote. Yay! Oh my God, Grace. Did you see these photos of Rihanna being mad pregnant and mad cute? Why is she... Rihanna, I'm going to talk directly to you. Um, Could you give uh, the rest of us women on planet Earth a fucking break? Can we just (laughs) get off our necks? I mean, you're 12 months pregnant looking like a full meal like that red dress
0: beyond the snack status
1: that's if i wore that red dress i would look like a grandma she looked like like a bottle of ketchup i would look like a bottle of ketchup looking for a burger um anyway uh moving on we can't have the antidote if we don't have something to get an antidote from
0: Starting now up top with our bummer news of the week. So first up, Georgia Governor Kemp signed a bill that allows people to carry guns without license. Did you hear about this?
1: I unfortunately did hear. Yeah.
0: Literally mere hours after the subway shooting in New York, Kemp said owning a gun without a permit is, quote, a constitutional authority that people have and they certainly shouldn't have a piece of paper from the government to be able to legally carry a weapon, end quote. Which... I think it's lunacy.
1: Okay. Well, how is it legal without a permit? That's my question. Well, it's legal in Georgia. Anyone can just pop off now. I don't want to go to there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just like, nah. I I mean, I I get it. I mean, I'm from Michigan. A lot of people have guns in Michigan. You know, Texas. I am personally, yeah. You know, I'm personally against gun ownership. But um, at the very least, the bare minimum, there should be at least background checks, making sure the person is not a domestic abuser, like making sure that the person doesn't have a criminal record. Like, those are what the permits are good for trucking. But I guess he's like, not even that.
0: There's nothing more transparent than this bill to prove that he's basically just saying, hey, gun lobbyists, I'm your fucking bitch. Put it in my mouth. It's like literally yeah. nuts that he's so
1: openly like just, you know, a pawn, a pawn. And anybody, anybody can get one. You know what? Out of the womb. Instead Out of wrapping of you womb. in a bank, <laughs> of wrapping yeah. you in a blue blanket, That's we're going to give a baby a gun. Because guess what? little gun? Little tiny gun, you know, just in case <laughs> you need protection in the nursery. just in case just in case timmy at the timmy the toddler is stealing your blocks you come glocked
0: (laughs) i'm like what the fuck the united states has the most gun related killings in the world and we're like the response to that is more guns more guns yeah it's just a bummer it's a bummer from jump but you know what you also mentioned babies and so i'm going to take you to our second bummer news uh yeah there's a shortage of baby formula did you hear about this like Mm -hmm. it's getting worse And it's leading some retailers to limit how much customers can buy in a given transaction. Apparently, there are thousands of young babies across the country that rely on formula each year. It's something like 25% of infants born in 2017 were fed exclusively through breastfeeding, which means that the other 75%, if you can do math, I'm bad at math, so I'm just doing it, saying this out loud to help myself. That was correct. But the other, se- thank you, 75%, they rely on formula. Mm-hmm. And now, because of supply chain issues caused by, uh, you guessed it, COVID, and inflation prices, and lack of necessary ingredients... Because of the pandemic. Uh there's a shortage of baby formula and they're literally rationing baby formula oh, in some man. states. We Isn't that get
1: nuts? more third worlds <laughs> every day. <laughs> I this makes me really sad. I think I was a formula fed baby. I think my mom did I it. I was too. I think my mom did like breastfeeding for like a couple months, but I think I I Not my
0: mom, mama, she had a job.
1: Like, yeah, I had to do formula. And I think I remember my baby brother had formula too. So That's really sad that um, this vital thing, and you know, not every woman can breastfeed. Some women try really hard and they're not able to do it. So um, this seems like a pretty big crisis.
0: Yeah. And I said it kind of dismissively, like my mom didn't breastfeed me because she had a job. Lots of mothers who have jobs, breastfeed. But like Grace said, like lots of people don't have the ability. And also my mother literally worked nights. Mm -hmm. So how was I going to be breastfeeding? I'm not at the hospital with her. My little baby ass would get real sick. So I was home um, being fed formula by my confused dad. So I'm like (laughs) over here, like literally children, to think of like rationing food for babies because of... It's just something that's like, what? (laughs) It just feels very... Strange yeah. to me to to hear that there are literally plants in Michigan, Michigan, your home state, yeah. um, where they were literally, they were kind of trying to manufacture the baby formula from other ingredients. And then babies started getting sick because they got oh, bacterial no. infections and two died. Oh, two God. babies died. Yeah, we got to fix go it.
1: I don't know how to fix it. Tell me where, tell me where the GoFundMe is. <laughs> I will help or whatever. If somebody, you know, one of our listeners knows an organization that is doing something to help, I would love to donate. This is really sad.
0: But the sad news doesn't stop there. Because, in fact, where do babies come from? People having sex. And (laughs) I'm trying to make a segue. Where do babies come from? People having sex. (laughs) Sometimes. Or from a tube, from a lab. But in this case, people having sex. And where does sex come from? A relationship, whether it's good or bad. And my third bit of bummer news is about a relationship show
1: on Netflix called The Ultimatum. Have mm-hmm. you seen this show? I did see this show because everybody was talking about it. So I was like, let me see what foolishness is this. And you know, I love real dumb reality mm-hmm. stuff like selling sunset and stuff. So I, I was like, well, oh, maybe I'll sunset. like it. I loved at least the first season of Love is Blind. I didn't really enjoy season two. It was too sad. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I I watched this. Uh-huh. Well. Let me sum it up
0: real quick for anyone who doesn't know. It's The full title is The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. And it's a dating series about long-term couples who come in, swap partners, and decide if they'd like to keep their current partner or pursue a relationship with another compatible person on the show. Which to me sounds like chaos.
1: It's pure chaos. First of all, like, just getting into it like I just remember there was at least two girls it might have been three girls who were just like Mm -hmm. he needs to marry me because I cook and I clean and I do the laundry and I was just like (laughs) is this the 50s like why are these girls why are these girls they're like 25 talking about like cooking and cleaning for grown men when they both have jobs like that's it felt so regressive to me and even the idea of an ultimatum for marriage especially that young felt very regressive it doesn't feel it didn't feel 2022
0: yeah all the like you said all the women were under the age of 30 and they're all like i'm delivering an ultimatum let me tell you something sis if you have to deliver an ultimatum in your relationship it's not going that well <laughs> okay because you're not on the same page which yeah. is uh probably something you should want
1: yeah and then also like there were a couple of men who delivered ultimatums to their girlfriends. Oh, what were those ultimatums? Yeah, they were just like, get married to me right now or else I'm leaving you and finding someone who actually does want to get married. And that that also felt... And that... oh alternately, like, whereas the girls demanding it from from the men felt, like, very regressive, and Uh the men demanding it from the women felt controlling, it's chaotic to watch, and it's entertaining, but also it just makes me sad for the next generation, I hope, that they are not representative of um, where the world is going. I completely agree. I really, really hope that's not not where we're going.
0: I'd like to move forward, which means I'd like to get to the antidote. How do you feel, Grace? Not the best. How about you? You know, come si, come sa,
1: Come see, come sa. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the antidote. So for anyone just joining us, this is
0: the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that made us feel better about the Bummer News. What was your antidote this week, Grace?
1: Well, uh, my antidote this week is an antidote that I have many, many weeks, which mm. is the best show on television. And that show is RuPaul's Drag Race.
0: Mm, no. It's a good show. It's a good show.
1: I love it. There is literally nothing, nothing on television um, that brings me this much joy, especially since Insecure is left. Um, there is literally nothing that brings me this much joy because it like is a treat for your senses. It's like your eyes, like you're you're seeing this beautiful makeup that these girls do. They're also really, really Funny. A lot of the times they do these acting challenges. They're often at least stylists, like putting together looks, but some Mm -hmm. of them are also designers. Some of them make their own clothes. Um, They have to dance. They have to be able to lip sync well, which is a harder skill than you would think. Mm -hmm. So it feels like almost the ultimate artist is a drag performer. Um I love that. And I also uh, learn a lot too about LGBTQIA issues that I wouldn't have known before. And also, I've been watching since the beginning, so it's been beautiful to actually watch where season 1 everyone is just like my family threw me in the trash and um <laughs> oh, no. Never spoke to me ever again because I'm gay. And now to this season where there's this, a drag performer named Georges, obsessed. Um, mm-hmm. And she's uh, just like, oh, I started drag at 16. And my parents are oh so my God, supportive. And so it's really beautiful to see uh, like that there's more acceptance of drag and it becomes more mainstream. And people are uh, having so much appreciation for this art form. And of course I have my favorite performers like Shea Kule and Jada. Essence yeah, I Hall. love Shea Yeah. And um, Shangela. Shangela, Trinity the Tech, um, mm-hmm. you know, Jinx Monsoon, a bunch of these girls. And so, it just brings me so much joy. It lights me up. I laugh. I cry at some of the sad stories. I move to tears. Um, I really, 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 really love it. And as a writer, I don't have to like analyze things. Why is this good? Why is this bad? You know, it's really, really a fun, fun um, experience for me.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, I think that's a great A great antidote. And I love that um, just disappearing into a reality show is sometimes like what we need as writers to just be like, put this brain on
1: pause. (laughs) Yes. So so much fun, Um, but still consuming artistry at the same time. So Amy, that was mine. Uh, What was yours this week?
0: Okay, this is going to sound basic as fuck, but like literally my antidote this week was drinking water, hydrating bitch. Listen. Like literally I was just like I I traveled uh well we talked about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. we went on vacation in Hawaii um with my friend for her bachelorette and then mm-hmm. I did like a research trip for work and came back and like travel just like dries me out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like a uh, little raisin um, when I come back from <laughs> trips because you're on planes and planes are drying and you're wearing a mask and you can't drink as much and whatever and I got back and I'm like I'm gonna make a concerted effort to like rehydrate myself mm-hmm. and also it was really hot in LA it was like 90 something degrees when we came back and I was just kind of like I'm gonna dry up some more and I'm, I'm um, we talked about like using facial mist for our skin mm-hmm. but I also have like Ten little magnets on the side of my fridge, like literally the numbers one through ten, that I move through the day when I drink a cup of water. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that Virgo? Yeah. I wasn't going to only... say it
1: this time. I wasn't going to say Oh, my it God. It's okay. You can always call me out.
0: But it, it's only because everyone, everyone I know has like a bottle that tells them when to drink or it's like one cup, almost there, two cups, you got it. And I hate those (laughs) bottles. I'm just like, I don't need to be cheered on. I just need to do my job. Uh, That's also Virgo of me. Um, But (laughs) I literally, like, this week in particular, I was like, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to make sure I get to at least eight every day. I don't always mm-hmm. get to 10. 10 is just like extra credit, um, but I'm going to get at least eight. But then I also was changing the types of water I was drinking.
1: Ah, so you're doing like, so you do like a little flight, like a little yes, tasting. Yes, a water flight. So I
0: had like purified water and then I had alkaline water and then I had coconut water. <laughs> and then I also have this non-alcoholic spirit called Seed Lip. I don't uh, know if you've ever heard of this. It no. got sent to me. I, I don't I'm bougie, but I don't buy shit like this. Like, I like alcohol. If I'm gonna be drinking, <laughs> let me drink. But like there is this non-alcoholic water called seed lip that okay. tastes like alcohol, basically with the alcohol taken out. It uh. tastes like an old-fashioned, but without the burn of the whiskey, which I really like. I like the burn of the whiskey. But literally, I was like, I'm on a hydration kick. So I drank that as a cocktail. Wow. And I was like, ooh, I'm overhydrated. And i was spraying my face with rose water. And guys putting moisture into your body makes you feel younger. I -hmm. felt more energized. I was like, there's pep in my step. And even though I don't think I'm going to keep doing these water flights forever, (laughs) it was like kind of a nice antidote to reacclimate myself back into like normal life, I guess, after so much travel. I was like, I want to just like make sure that I'm moisturized and like not a dried up little girl with some ashy spots. <laughs> so that was my antidote this with week. With some ashy vibrating. spots. Uh, I love that. I feel like both our antidotes this week were about replenishing ourselves. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't know if it's a stretch to say that, but I think they were.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to The Antidote.
1: We have a special guest today. Who is it, Grace? Our friend Nicole Byer. Nicole is an incredible actor, comedian, and Emmy motherfucking nominated host of Nailed It on Netflix. She also hosts Wipeout on TBS and a bevy of podcasts including Why Won't You Date Me, Best Friends, and 90 Day Bay. She has appeared on countless television shows, including Loosely, Exactly, Nicole, where this queen gave me my first J-O-B. She stars in the NBC series Grand Crew, created by our friend Phil Jackson. She has a half-hour stand-up special currently on Netflix, and an hour-long Netflix special called BBW, or Big Beautiful Weirdo. Please welcome Nicole Byer, our ultra-talented, super-busy, bad bitch of a (laughs) friends what a lovely intro it's so funny to listen
2: to a friend say nice things about you well it's all true girl so it was easy (laughs) well thank you for having me grace amy thank you for having me
1: (laughs) it's our pleasure So, um, before we get started, let's check in first. Like, how are you feeling today? Like, not small talk. How are you feeling? Like, is there anything bringing you joy today or anything sort of weighing on you? Well, today was like not a super busy day. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get around to, like, answering emails and stuff until, like, five-ish. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I totally sometimes, when I'm sitting there with my phone doing whatever, I'm just like, I should be doing work. I completely agree. And I also think that, like, emails, like,
0: literally, no matter what you do, answer them or not, more will
1: arrive. I mean, it is awful. Yeah, Yeah, and it's just, like, these little notes that just interrupt your day. (laughs)
2: They sure do, they really do And then you have to like have an answer So I just created a new email address For when I shop So I'm gonna put that email address So that doesn't fucking clog up The rest of my emails That's smart you know, I'm trying, I'm really trying to work um, how you say, smarter, not smart, harder. harder, and not fucking stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh well, I want
0: that for you. And you know what? You might feel unproductive, but I want us to just raise our vibrations today. As you know, this show is called The Antidote because life is hard and we all need different antidotes to deal with the bullshit. So I'm curious, what? has been an antidote for you this week what's something non-work related that's bringing you joy or this month or this year
2: well I was like super busy for like a solid two weeks so I didn't work out or anything and I didn't pole dance but on Sunday I went and had a pole session with my pole teacher Veronica who I love dearly and she taught me how to do I think it's just called like a hanging hold where your top arm is high up on the pole your forearm is resting mm-hmm. across the pole, your other arm, the lower one. Mm-hmm. And then you hold yourself off the ground. You do a climb and then you hold yourself. And I had, she was like, it's going to be quick. You're going to come down fast. She was just, you know, and I was like, okay. And then I did it a couple times and she was right. And then there was one where I held it for like a three count. And I was like, yeah, I like, I have a very big, I'm fat as fuck, but like, I'm strong. And like, that felt really good and really nice. And it was like, This fat body, not only does it like carry me places, but it's like really fucking strong and can do some like pretty incredible things that other people can't do. So that felt really
1: nice. I am ready for the video. Like I know there. (laughs) I mean, there's so many polling videos on her Instagram. I mean, it's a treasure trove of polling. Watch them all if you want to see them.
2: Get ready for some more because I had a pole outside for a very long time. Cause I was like, I, I couldn't put a pole in my house. What if I fuck up a ceiling? And now I'm like, who cares if I fuck up a ceiling, I'll fix it. Um, and then I had like a bed in my office. Cause I was like, it doubles as a guest room. And a friend came over <laughs> and was like, you have a bed in every single, who's coming to your home. <laughs> and I was
1: like, you're right. I now live alone. Who's coming here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's so many people in and out of the house. Cause I used to live with Nicole for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I got really scared at my Airbnb when I was working for her. You know, I was coming from New York and so I was not used to like people being able to walk up to your door. Like and so I was like scared all the time and there was all these entrances and sh- and oh yes, why yes, so yes. many entrances? I just don't know, but then this was an Echo Park. It was an Echo Park by the lake, yeah. And so Nicole's yes. like, "Oh no, you can't live by a lake with multiple <laughs> entrances. Like people're going to get inside." And, li- and uh-huh. literally I was like Nicole was just like Grace, I cannot hear you talk about this shit one more time. <laughs> so come live with me. Um, so I came with my little suitcase and I lived with the cult for a bit. But there's always fun people coming up and through your house. So I feel like you need the beds, right?
0: Yeah. But you just like hosted the Critics Choice
2: Awards. Yeah, like, that was a lot that was
1: pretty stressful.
2: You looked gorgeous. It was like I was there. I was there. You were there. Stressful. Live television is stressful because you're like, there's no takeover. Takeovers? No (laughs) redos. Oh, my God. There's no redos. It's like I had to be very aware not to curse on television.
0: That's difficult.
2: And let me tell you, it felt like it's hard. It's so hard because you're like, oh, shit, I didn't read that right. You can't say that. (laughs) Uh, You just have to keep going, make it funny, hopefully it's funny, but I felt like I was interrupting a, like, conference. It was in the ballroom (laughs) of a hotel. In the basement ballroom. Yes, basement ballroom of the Fairmont Hotel on the west side of town, and people would get up in between things and, like, be hugging and stuff, and then a lady over the lousy would be like, sit down, five, four. And I was like, oh my God. And then people would sit and be like kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I know you were just talking to your best friend, Sorry. but please listen yes. to me. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it felt insane. But it was very fun and I do love looks costume changes mm. and looking fabulous like i got all the Getty.
1: yeah <laughs> oh my goodness that's seriano yes. that's seriano
2: christian the- seriano i have got to just give him a shout out because my stylist marco whatever marco dreams up mm. christian executes in the most beautiful way yeah. mm. um my like I really love the pink dress that I got to wear, but that purple dress I got to wear to the Emmys oh, was like my a god! Dream oh, real. My that god.
0: purple dress, if anyone hasn't seen it, please go to Nicole's Instagram because she reposts it every now and then. <sighs>
2: It because it is <laughs> perfect, stunning. It was like a dream realized. I felt like I felt like Martin Luther King Jr. He had a dream, and so did I. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm so to listen and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she just said
1: Hollywood's beloved host it. said <laughs> <laughs> compares <Okay>. herself." Um, <laughs> so that was. Amazing. I love that thought process. And I'm sure that like on days where you're feeling super stressed, like you can just take yourself mentally back to that moment and look, look what you've accomplished. Like, you know, Christian Seriano's making you gowns and you're an Emmy nominated host, you know? The thing is, I can't do that. I
2: never reminisce on things I have done. And I'm never like, look at what you've achieved. I'm always like, you're in a, a creative lull right now. You're having a hard time writing jokes even though I put out a special. I'm like, how do I get back to where I was? How am I writing more? How am I perform? It's bad. I don't I need to learn how to like enjoy the moment and
1: enjoy what I've created. Yes, you definitely do. And also, you know both you and Amy are Virgos.
2: Amy, when is your birthday?
1: August 28th.
2: Oh my god, I'm one day later. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Incredible. So I've, How yes. have you ever talked about I'm a double Virgo, rising ants same, on same, but on some charts we're Leo's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but fuck those charts because I know myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love a list. I love critique. I love to critique. I'm like. I, I didn't realize uh, how much, like, I'm a pretty messy person, but like, my mess is organized specifically yeah. to me. And yeah. when someone adds something to the mess, I can tell what you've added <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm mad.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like, that spoon shouldn't be on that pile yes. of spoons.
2: <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, that's not where the spoons, that's, that's a different spoon pile than that spoon belongs. And I get <laughs>
1: like unreasonably angry and it's like, bitch, it's all just a mess. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's like parts of you. You guys are very different, but you're also the same. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that whole thing of like, I must work, 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 uh, productivity, productivity. I think that um, you both got, you guys both have that. The inability to reminisce. I don't Mm -hmm. do that.
0: I'm just like, well, you're a dummy. You haven't gotten as far as you said you would. So,
2: exactly. Buckle down. (laughs) Exactly, which is awful. And then sometimes when you've like, overachieved, gone a little further than you wanted. It's like, yeah, well,
0: sure. Why wasn't it more? When people do negative reviews of Nicole or work you've been on, like, nailed it! Not for mm-hmm. me! And you're, like, reposting, you're like, great, critique, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that because I'm like views
2: are views honey okay views are views I just want to read you the best review I've ever gotten yes please (laughs) okay so they're criticizing Grand Crew and also complimenting at the same time but so it's a whole (laughs) review but then it gets to me Now I detest, and I mean in all caps, detest Nicole Byer. I don't think she has one shred of talent and often ruins any (laughs) scene she's in. She's always over the top for every line and always trying too hard to be exuberant and funny, which she isn't. That was poor casting, the part was written for me. I'd be pleased if I never had to see another show with her in it. She is the number one detractor for me. The storylines and the plots aren't groundbreaking, but then (laughs) neither are the storylines and plots of most ensemble cast shows. The biggest problem they seem to have is they rely on Nicole Byer for any humor and, well, read my point above... And then there's a little bit more about uh, sitcoms of color where color merely vanishes. Uh, I really commend producers, writers, casters, uh, et cetera, for that. These are rare shows that are just human experiences, not racial experiences. So six stars for how the show is written out of how many? I don't know. For actual entertainment value, I'd probably go three (laughs) or four. The non-racial writing is a large step in the right direction. Now they just need to work on the humor aspect and replace Nicole Byer. My friend, I love you because I don't know you and you're sitting here stewing
1: that's funny you sat down and were like ah! the time that took to formulate you know he spell checked it I'm assuming it's he <laughs> is it by or by or B U Y?
0: let me look it up
2: I love it it like brings me actual joy when people openly tag me and don't like me uh, because I try to make people laugh and smile, but if I don't, mm-hmm. and then it makes you feel better to tell me I'm terrible, then that means I've done a, like the same thing. You won either way. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I did something, I made you feel something, and you felt better telling me I'm a piece of shit. That's fine, my check cleared, it's great. <laughs> Did yours? It sure didn't, but you feel better in that moment. They got a lot of time. You used work hours. That's fine. That's fine with me. Yeah. And also, people are so creative. This one person said that I had fat black fingers like cockroaches. And I was like, you should be a writer. I have never heard (laughs) those words together. (laughs) in in any sort of description and then uh, they also like went on to be like you're Cheeto crusted and i was like you don't know how i eat cheetos i love that you've like now made a fantasy about
1: me <laughs> and- <laughs> This is so mentally healthy. I, I'm i obsessed, I'm obsessed. Like the reframe, the power of the
2: reframe. I stand, like I just, you know, I was like a bad kid and I did bad things. And it was like, if my mother used to say, she was like, if you just focused on anything, the things you could achieve. Cause I'd be like, mm. like I used to shoplift. I was a bad little kid. And like, it was just like mm-hmm. figuring that things out. It was just like, if you just applied it to something positive, Look like instead of yeah. like saying something ask to someone maybe you write a poem or like mm-hmm. write a script a like you could do the things that you want to do but also if you don't that's fine too I'm a Obsessed with this. <laughs> like,
0: this is my favorite thing. You're like that ability, because I feel like it's so easy. We are in such a time where like we get lost in the comments mm-hmm. and like people can get like, and I I've fallen prey to that. Like, I'm someone who had to be like, oh, I'm gonna turn this mm-hmm. off. I'm gonna mute this person. And sometimes I'm like, I love the idea. And I'm wondering if it was a process for you finding that ability to be like oh, no, let me look at it this way. Ooh, I won. Or is that just naturally just how you grew up, the result of great therapy? Uh
2: Um, When Girl Code first came out, people were like, she's fat. She's not funny. And I was Mm -hmm. like, huh, well, I am fat. That's true. And then I was like, huh, maybe I'm actually not funny to that person. Comedy's super subjective. That's okay. I don't have to be for everybody. Hopefully the people who Mm -hmm. I am for are ride or dies and follow me from thing Mm -hmm. to thing also, I made it to TV. So like that in itself is a huge beat. Yeah. Yeah. So like being not funny, that's nice. That's nice that I got the job. And then I think when like someone critiques writing on a show, it's like but it made it to television. Yeah. So it's like you might yeah. be critiquing it, but like it got made, so at some level it is good. It's just not yep. for, for that you. Person. Yeah. And yep. there's things that are not for me. I just don't publicly put them on blast because somebody worked really hard on it.
1: I just need a piece of that cuz literally someone wrote a BuzzFeed article about Jody. Jody has not even come out yet and I like <laughs> literally like curled into a ball. Jody is
0: Grace's new
2: show. Uh, so, here's the thing. Somebody holds Jody near and dear to their heart. They think you're going to do something to ruin that. So they're projecting shit onto you. Yeah, yeah. You got the job because you pitched something great that the creators or the network in charge of this IP was like, we see that in you. So it's like if somebody has something to say, who cares? Yeah. Somebody who makes a decision chose you. And that one person might not like it, but a hundred might.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 readjusted my thinking. I've gotten to the point where like I no longer read comments about it. Oh. Uh, but not but I need to get to your place where I'm <laughs> I'm
2: just, like, I want to reframe. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I want to exactly.
2: that. log into that bank account.
1: Oh, that's true. Ooh, that's
0: a
2: good just point. Just log in I... and go. Eh, you
0: know, <laughs> that's-, that's nice. Yeah, that's my favorite part because the people especially, I love seeing the anti-nailed-it comments because I am sort of like, <laughs> but you watched. You, uh-huh. you watched
2: you the watched. whole watched. Thing. You she watched. She got the stream, though. She got the stream, though. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> and again, I'm not for everybody. Yeah. Um... And whenever because some of the comments were just like, oh, she's a comic for white people or she's like, she's not really black or whatever. And I'm like, huh, well, aren't you revealing yourself? Like, I've gotten that my whole life and it doesn't bother me anymore. But I was like, isn't that interesting that you think we're a monolith and we're
1: not? Mm mm-hmm so yeah that's a a very frustrating comment I mean both of us both Amy and I have gotten that thrown at us a ton oh 100% yeah
2: I mean like what is black what is white I'm just like when people are like, you are not black enough, I'm like, according to who? Other black people or like stereotypes that white people have pushed on us? Yeah. So that like, point. it's like, it's a huge, it's a very big conversation.
0: Yeah, somebody's written the dissertation. Yeah, somebody somewhere has studied it. Right? So
2: tiring. Um,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll look up for the essay. maybe you
1: don't have to. Oh, yeah, I feel I'll look like I'll uh, I'll do it. Like, see, that's the Virgo coming it. back. She's just like, yeah. I have to do, it. Study. I'll do it. I have must, to I have to study um, I have to be prepared to answer this question in the future. That's the Nigerian crop uh, and <laughs> cuz yeah. I'm like, uh, can
0: I get a degree in studying
1: that?
0: I want try. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. But
1: um, so I have another question for you, Nicole. Ooh. What would you say is your proudest non-career achievement? Ooh, my proudest non career achievement.
2: That's so. That's honestly, it's a really hard question because so yeah, you got to put that Virgo down
0: for a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, so much of my life down. is just wrapped up in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I taught my dog how to roll over, and that was pretty, pretty, pretty great. <laughs> which Clyde? Which what? Which yeah, dog? I Clyde. Taught Clyde had a. So I taught him how to sit, shake lay, roll over, and crawl so he could do all of those at once. Um, Sometimes if I just go sit and I'm holding a treat, he'll roll over without laying down, which is truly (laughs) incredible to see. (laughs) That's not my proudest achievement. What is my proudest (laughs) fucking achievement? Actually, you know what? I think my proudest achievement, it was before I had a career acting, was the Mm -hmm. play that I was in in high school. I think like I did a really great job my mom was super proud of me.
1: Which, which was the play? Which one was it? So there were so many
2: students at school who <laughs> wanted to do theatre. <laughs> um, so we did a collection of shorts by Christopher Durang, and I was in one called DMV Tyrant. And it's just this like woman at the DMV who like isn't helpful. Love that. And uh, the first night went really well, the second night went really, really well, and then the third night went well. And someone complimented me on the third night and my mom was like, you should have seen her the night before. I was like, damn. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) She was right. I was better the night before, but so funny the third night.
0: And that put in you the fire (laughs) to always better yourself. Uh well, I'm glad that that play that you were in in high school lit a fire in you. It sounds, I wish, I wish I could have seen you on the second night.
1: <laughs> Not the third night. Not the third uh, night. But uh, the second night when you were transformative. Yes, just on fire. Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel
0: so much better now that we've talked to you, Nicole. I mean, you know, the world still stinks, but it stinks a less. Oh, that's
1: so sweet. Isn't she? She can be sweet sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Anything you'd like to plug? It can even be something you just love and not something that you created.
2: Something I love. I love to send people gifts. So maybe that's something, if you're Ooh. listening, Ooh. if you're thinking of someone, send them something. Also, I will plug something I've performed in Grand Crew. Yes, please. You yes. Can watch on Peacock. Hulu and yeah, just those. on demand too. You can get yeah, it on, on demand. demand. It's NBC. So yeah, watch it wherever you can tell an enemy, tell a friend, mm-hmm. tell everyone you can <laughs> love it. And where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Instagrams um, at Nicole Buyer and on Twitter at Nicole Buyer. And I don't want to start a TikTok. <sighs> I started one. I'm sorry. I did it. I, I feel it. like I have to. Like TikTok is the thing.
0: Maybe do it. You could start real easy. Just like put photos of you in beautiful dresses to a song, and TikTok will time it out to the music. Oh, I didn't even. know. Oh. Could, that could be your first tick or talk. That could be your
2: yeah, first. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. It could be your first. My first. Your little TikTok.
1: My first talk. Your little. Yeah. Could be your first talk. Is <laughs> it a twock? like a tweet? Is it a uh, tweet? <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now we're going to do our creative tap in, in which we tap, tap, tap in to our creativity. Amy and I are both writers, so being creative brings us joy. And this is a podcast about joy. So Grace is going to surprise me with a quote about creativity, and I'm going to let her know what it makes me think. The quote is, your desire is your prayer. Picture the fulfillment of your desire now and feel its reality, and you will experience the joy of the answered prayer. That is by Dr. Joseph Murphy. I'll read it one more time. Your desire is your prayer. Picture the fulfillment of your desire now and feel its reality, and you will experience the joy of the answered prayer. Dr. Joseph Murphy.
0: That ain't nothing but some manifestation.
1: How I know,
0: right? I'm like, let's manifest. I literally love this quote because literally it is manifestation. Yeah, That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I, it's so difficult for me personally to, man, I had to like go to a workshop on manifestation to like learn how to feel that. Virgo. And then I had to listen to, oh my God, I'm going to call, I'm going to name something that's really going to embarrass me. But it unlocked for me, manifestation really unlocked for me when I heard the, Ariana Grande song, um, Just Like Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I know I sound real stupid, but literally go and read the lyrics to that song. Mm. Literally, Ariana Grande is like, Dream It and I Get It. But literally, I'm saying it's a perfect song. I listened to that song and I was like, The power of manifestation. She's like, I get everything I want because I'm attractive, because mm-hmm. I attract it. Yeah. She says it both ways yeah. I get everything I want because I attract it. And I'm like, literally, Yes. And i that's why I love this quote, because this is like literally what successful people do. Mm-hmm. They manifest. They say, I already got it. It's mine. Thank you, universe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point. So to me, that's what it says to me. I love it. When I heard it the first time, I was like, what? And then I heard it the second time and I was like, yeah. That's a manifestation shit.
1: Yeah. What I does mean, it make you feel? It, it it means to me very much the same. Like, what is the journey to being an artist? What is the ar- journey to being a creative person other than having faith and mm-hmm. believing that Mm -hmm. it can happen. I genuinely do believe in manifestation and I believe that the things that I don't have, it's because I don't really believe them in my spirit. And I think the essence of being an artist, an essence of like, Using your mind to create things, what is that other than manifestation? What is being an artist other than manifestation? Like, we sit in front of a blank screen as writers all the time, and literally we manifest shows or or work and words to come from nothing. This quote means to me the essence of being an artist, which is creativity, which means to create, which means to manifest, which means you have to see it first before you can achieve it. Um, So this is like one of the most pure quotes to me about creativity.
0: But I do want to add, like, I know you made fun of me for being a Virgo and taking, like, a workshop on manifesting, but, like, it was on YouTube, so let's all calm down. But also, (laughs) I do want to add that, like, the reason I had to do it, because I used to think the opposite my Mm. entire life. As a kid, any time I was like, I'm going to win, I would lose any time I was like, it felt that way. It was like, any time I was like, I want to get first chair in the band, I wouldn't get it. But like the times where I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this, it would happen. Mm-hmm. And so I trained myself to not imagine mm. the good scenario. So for 30-something years, I felt that if I saw it in my head, it wouldn't happen. And I had to work hard to get it and ignore the result. Mm-hmm. Um and that worked for me. Like it worked, mm-hmm. you know. Like I literally, it made me work harder because I was like, I can't see what it looks like, so I need to work harder. So I had to undo that. I I don't know where that programming is. Just like me, I think when you, it's America when you believe something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean scarcity complex. It's like when you believe that you don't deserve something, like it's hard for you to imagine it. Yeah. Um. So I had to kind of untrain like thirty plus years of being like. Don't imagine you can get it because if you don't get it, it'll make you more disappointed. Ignore that feeling and train myself to be like, no, sit inside the joy of already having had.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that a thousand percent because I felt like what I realized, it was my mindset that was really holding me back in certain ways because I was just like, Mm. saying something out loud doesn't necessarily mean that you believe it. But- I mean, this is just something that has worked for us and for me, and so I can say it to people. And but, for Ariana Grande, yeah, and for Ariana Grande, I'm so I can say it, it to myself. people. Uh, but I, I feel like you know, whatever practice that you use, um, it's just. Um, A great thing to try to remain positive and optimistic about your dreams, um, even if you don't necessarily believe in manifestation. I love that. Okay, well, thanks for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? I feel good, girl. We should do this again sometime. Oh, we'll be here next week. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at Gracie Act. That's G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T. And follow me, Amy, at Amy Aniobi, A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I.
0: And follow the show at The Antidote Pod. That's V with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. And reframe that mindset. The Antidote is hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. It's produced by Jenna Hanchard, and our associate producer is
1: Taylor Polidore. Our executive producer is Erica Krauss, and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Eric Romani. Digital production by Miju Sayuni.
0: Talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT
1: the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. APN studio executives in charge are Lily Kim, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by Amy Obi and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. And remember to follow us on social media at The Antidote Pod. That's The with two E's, y'all. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media.